Hello and welcome to this panel discussion where we will talk about the future of the facilities services and the cleaning industry. The discussion is initiated by Talk Global Supplier to the FSC industry. I'm Vicky Baines, a Senior FSC Account Manager at SCA Talk and also the moderator for this discussion. With me, I have Andreas Lill, General Director at the European Federation of Cleaning Industries. Andreas, you are recognised as a key representative of the industry and formally consulted by the EU Commission. Welcome. Welcome, thank you. And alongside, we have Kenneth Keerhug, um, Head of Group Communications at ISS. A very warm welcome to you. Thank you. Um, may I ask a personal question? How did you both get into this industry? Well, I started in 2001 at the European Association as an advisor through a job, job ad. And um, I discovered the more years I stayed that the industry is interesting because always new services are provided, new services are created. And um, that's why I'm still there. So I'm, I'm, I love to stay in Brussels to have this international flair, to have the strength, the strong contact with uh, European policymakers and um, to discover always news of the industry. So that's how I, I came there and that's why I stayed. Excellent. And you, Kent? Yeah, I, I came to the industry really through my uh, my profession. I've been doing communications for uh, big global co uh, companies before coming to ISS. I worked for Coca-Cola for, for 10 years and then I got an opportunity. I, I worked internationally and then I got an opportunity to move to, to ISS and thought that was a great chance. So I picked that chance and I've, um, I stayed with the company uh, for many reasons, but I think the most important one is that it's really a people industry, and I'm originally trained as a psychologist, so <laughs> working with people is is something which is very close to my heart, and and I think that I can can make can make a difference there. So that's why I've stayed, and uh, that's the reason I'm very happy with what I do. Excellent. Today we will address a great paradox that the FSC companies are currently experiencing. This is to simultaneously increase quality and decrease costs. So, gentlemen, in your respective roles within the industry, how do you experience this paradox? Yeah, I'm, I'm happy, happy to start. Actually, I would say I see it more as a fact of life than a paradox. I think for a private company, it's a, a service supplier. Probably, if you, when you think back, it's always been the case that the customer customers they've they've expected more for less, so more and better service, higher quality, and each year they want to pay less. If there is a paradox, it's probably more between the private industry and the public sector. In the public sector, we are kind of used to uh, services being more and more expensive, that's why taxes are going up, but in the private industry, it's simply a, a, a fact of life that that's what our customers uh, expect from us, so that's what we have to deliver. I would say this is mainly true. Um, regarding the public services, you are right regarding taxes, but even public procurements regarding our industry, they're constantly uh, recurring to the lowest price offer and which our companies are suffering a lot from, and I guess uh, ISS has the same experience. Um, as having a little bit the, the picture over Europe, I can say that this tendency is uh, normal, it's constantly going on and time pressure 
like uh, cost pressure is always uh, one of the main drivers of the industry, but it helps us to get innovative. It helps us to to find new services which help the the one the client who is asking for the services to concentrate on his core business. Okay. Yeah, I, th I think that's a very interesting point. To how do you overcome it? So if you have customers constantly expecting more and better services for less, how how can how can you deliver that and still make a profit as as a service company? And um, the way we see it at ISS, it's uh, there are like three eyes, and you mentioned one of them being um, innovation. The, the other one is is to invest. Uh, obviously, you're going to invest in inv innovation as well, but also investing in educating your, your workforce. Um, Absolutely. And uh, so, so the in investment, uh, in innovation, and then integration as the, the last uh, eye. You can really get a lot of efficiencies out of integrating services. We call that integrated facility services, yes. but that's a way to overcome this pressure. Yeah, companies are constantly trying to adapt to the client's need, which on one side is a pressure, on the other side, it's it's an advantage to be able to adapt. That's that's the value of our industry. Okay, thank you. And of course, new challenges did not appear out of nothing. As always, new challenges derive from new behaviours, needs and trends. So let us look into some of these trends more specifically and talk about how they affect the industry. The first trend is increased competition and consolidation. A distinctive development on the market today is the consolidation of players. Already big players tend to get even bigger and the portfolio of services tends to become more integrated along the way. How would you describe the competition within the FSC industry today and where is it going? Kent. Yeah, I think you're spot on. I think uh, the industry is uh, consolidating, and it's um, it's really driven by customer needs. So we um, we have customers which are increasingly uh, asking for uh, global solutions, and uh, that is in itself is driving consolidation. Because if you're a little uh, national uh, company, it's obviously very uh, hard for you to deliver uh, a global uh, solution. There's another trend, and that is the centralization of for the procurement function. So you have much more professional uh, procurement functions in the bigger companies these days, and that is, uh, is driving uh, consolidation as well. Yeah, indeed, this is true. So the bigger companies have to offer more different services in order to stay competitive and to um, satisfy the request of customers to have, if possible, one interlocutor for all the premises all over Europe or all over the world. Yeah. So if you take a big bank or whatever, they have uh, banks everywhere in Europe and it's always more the trend that this customer wants one, if possible, one uh, service provider who is providing the different okay. services yes everywhere where the bank has its locations. On the other side, smaller companies, they can't really compete with this uh, competition. So their chance would be to find niches where they can Perfect. specify their services. So do you have, in my view, these two trends, either consolidation by offering more services on a larger geographical scale, or you have those rather middle-sized or small companies which are really uh, specializing on different specific cleaning services mm -hmm. or facilities management services. Which players do you think will benefit and which will lose from this development? 
probably for all companies, whether you're big or small, in your future, you're going to be much sharper at what you do. I mean, uh, at ISS, we are very keen on fo- on focusing the business. Uh, we are we are very aware that we can't be world champions in ev- everything. So you're going to uh, pick the services you deliver and then try to be world champions there and then decide what you're not doing, divest that, uh, get it in from uh, from other providers. Like, for instance, um, uh, washroom products. Uh, we don't provide them ourselves. We work with, with partners providing those uh, products for us because we can't be world champion in that area. Or even customer management systems. You have to keep a good relationship to your customer. You have to show him that you can bring added value to his, let's say, activity in order to help him to... Um, concentrate on his core business and in order to do all the other business for him in a satisfactory way. So the the, the the good contact, and that's why we need local companies as well, or local parts of companies, in order to keep the contacts to the local clients is also, I think, an important fact. Okay, thank you. Let's move on to the next challenge, which is staff retention. The core of this industry are people. Is it the main challenge to attract new individuals or to retain those currently working within the industry? Well, I think so. It is, it is at least one of the main challenges. If you see the demographic change in Europe, you have only a few countries which will keep their population as it is now. Most of them will lose uh, population and the population is getting older. So companies mm. already now are experiencing in some countries a lack of uh, workforce. So I think education, uh, valuing the work of the people is getting more and more important. And we as European Association, we are trying mm-hmm. to stress this with our social partner, um, Uni Europa, since years and within the Commission to 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 um, focus on the best value offer instead of the lowest price. Because the lowest price has direct consequences on mm-hmm. people working at the specific site. Because the pressure you receive as service contractor by doing things always more quickly with spending less money, of course, you give the pressure, you can't avoid to give the pressure on the worker. So um, we need to find ways to make this industry more attractive, especially to young people. And I know that many companies are doing a lot of things on the ground to keep their workforce going, to look for a more healthier workforce, for a more healthier work organization, and to also actively um, um, invest in finding new channels of communication to attract people. Yeah, I agree, and I think I think that it's it's an important um, work that the industry organisations uh, do, uh, also in terms of raising the the level of respect for the kind of work that our industry does. Yeah. I mean, it's no secret that. Uh, service is not the most in, in in many countries is isn't the most respected uh, uh, jobs you can find, uh, uh, but but that has to change and and it's um, it's a job of of the uh, of our industry organizations. It's a, it's a job of of us as um, big service providers to change that to really work with um, changing it within the companies and. Uh, 
with uh, customers and of course uh, in the overall society as well. We call we call that theme kind of purpose and pride, and we really dedicate internal resources to raise. Uh, the level of purpose and pride among our um, employees. Also, and and to to come back to your original question, so what's most important? Uh, keeping the workforce you ha- you have, or uh, attracting new workforce? And I think the answer to that question is is a, is a big both. Yeah. Uh, and 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 there, I mean, there are many ways to do it. I think purpose and pride are uh, that that's two important uh, themes. Um, also. Um, of course, there are uh, kind of basic level. You need to treat people well, uh, pay them uh, on time, and stuff like that. But in in most developed countries, that's kind of a a basic. Everyone uh, they're there. You can do a little extra, uh, but really, it's about helping people understand the purpose of what they do and feel pride about it. But we need the public and the politics for this because we need to raise the image of the industry. Mm-hmm. The image is suffering from this low image and low. therefore people are not well seen working in the industry. Mm-hmm. Even though everybody knows that most of new job creation is in services and not in industry. So there's a paradox here as well. Politics know that it's our services or our industries which, which are creating jobs but on the on the other hand we suffer from a low image so our association's role mainly is also to try to raise the image of these people and of our entrepreneurs who are providing these services yeah i mean we're doing this podcast here in stockholm and in several of the scandinavian countries and probably in in Brussels, where you sit as well, there are uh, like trends that some people, if they are unemployed and have a, a long, uh, very uh, long educa- uh, academic educations, they don't want to do service jobs if they are mm-hmm. unemployed because they don't think that's a suitable job for them. And without going into uh, really judging whether that's true, uh, one problem with that uh, we're putting it that way is that then what you're saying is that service jobs are not as good as, as other jobs and we certainly think they are they are among the most important jobs in society society wouldn't work if it was if, if, if the service job were not done well uh, and, and that so, so, so we need to change uh, perception in, in, yeah. in this area just to add something on this um, even within um, our industry you can make a good, quick career because people are missing even in the middle management and in the higher management. As I said, the demographic change is having its impact there as well. So um, associations of our sector and companies <laughs> are, are more and more communicating that we are looking for people which are not, which will not stay whatever cleaners or caterers for the rest of their life. They can really. Uh, get up within the company to get a more responsive role and to earn more money and to make really a career. This is not really known within outside the industry. Do you think today's challenges regarding staff retention will look the same in the future? I think they will increase. (laughs) (laughs) It will will get even more difficult. If if people think it's hard now, they should uh, look into it. No one can predict the future, but I I agree with you, absolutely. I I think it's going to get worse. Uh, and um, I, I think um, I believe it was um, Warren Buffett, the, f- the famous um, American investor. He said that um, it's not until the tide is out uh, when you realize who has been swimming naked. Mm-hmm. And if you think about it, I mean, our industry have been 
in a certain way, you could say blessed with the fact that it's been a, a financial crisis. So it's it has been easy to get um, workforce coming in because um, everyone, there were lots of people who didn't have a job and were, wanted uh, jobs. Um, when hopefully uh, the um, global economy will pick up steam, uh, it there will be uh, fewer uh, unemployed, so there'll be more competition for uh, for um, for the employees, and demographics will will change that as well. And then it's going to be hard and uh, to attract uh, employees to uh, to 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 these uh, to some of these jobs. And I'm sure people who've been in the industry for a while will remember the situation in 2007, 2008, where in many countries, primarily in in um, in Europe, it was very hard to attract uh, employees. Uh, and if you if you today if 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 you if it's easy today but you might find that uh you you don't have a good reputation as a company then it will be very hard in in the future exactly yeah, yeah i i obviously agree i mean it will be it will be much more difficult in 20 15 20 years than it is now and uh, certain sectors are already experiencing now a lot of difficulty and it will come to our services as well Although, uh, I mean, uh, even more, in, in Norway, for example, the, the, the minimum wage, the minimum salary paid for cleaners is so high because they don't find, otherwise, they don't find uh, people working in the industry. So it will be always more a challenge to attract young people and to retain them, uh, to, to keep them in the industry. And immigration can help here. Mm -hmm. And I would like to stress one thing which many people tend to forget again, to the politics and to the public. Our companies are providing a, a great deal of integration for people which are entering the labor market, um, which we are helping, our, yeah. our companies are helping them to make the first step into the labor market, to get used to work daily, to get used to speak the language, to get used to be integrated in the society. So I think this is really a, a way we, we, we should stress more and more because we need those people yeah. And but we help them also, and we help the society to get them integrated. So this is also a part effect or a side effect of the efforts that our industry is is is, is ongoing and is doing. Another frequently discussed trend within the industry is how to make use of new technology. For example, increased availability of complex data and technologies used as management tools to plan and optimize processes. What possibilities and what challenges do you see with regard to this development? This is not specifically, in my view, uh, regarding only our industry. This development is taking place everywhere. People want to be uh, sure that the work is done well. They want to have transparency. They want, of course, that more work is done in the same time. So they're pushing our companies, but many others as well, to be more transparent, to use technology in providing those transparency aspects, but also to provide a better and a more focused service. Um, as long as I know, this is not specifically regarding our industry, but this is a major trend taking place everywhere. But it's interesting to see that big facilities management companies are even on the forefront of using those systems because maybe they are more pushed to show their transparency than maybe others. So 
here again, it can be a trend in our industry, but in general, I believe it's concerning all types of industries. What role do you think technology will play in the future of the FSC industry? I think it will play a big role. Uh, first of all, it plays a role already now and will play an even bigger role when it comes to providing transparency uh, to the customers. If you're a big customer and some of our customers have thousands of sites across the world where we provide integrated services at these sites, if they want full transparency, really understanding uh, what is delivered and to what degree. The only way to get that uh, overview and transparency, that's true. Uh, that will be through uh, modern technology. And we've developed a system we call Insiders ISS, where big customers on an iPad like you have there can, can get a full overview of the services we provide to them, all the requests they have into the system, where they are, when when and how we, we have responded to them, how fast uh, and if we have any outstanding issues. Well, this technology is helping solving problems right when they appear because it makes your reaction time much quicker to do something better if something went wrong. So just a compliment, compliment, uh, commentary to what he said. It's just getting more and more important to show um, what we are doing, to show the customer how things are working, but also to be able to remedy or to correct if something is not going well in order to create more value and to have satisfied customers. It's, it's, it's uh, certainly it's a way tough. to improve service uh, for the customers at, uh, at a lower cost. I mean, I'll, I'll give you an example. Uh, uh, we're, we're piloting um, uh, a system at um, uh, toilets or bathrooms uh, in, in several countries in, in Europe where we have a clicker on the door in going into the uh, the bathroom and assuming that most people lock the door when they go to the, the bathroom <laughs> that clicker will will count uh, how many people visit the bath visit the bathroom and then you what you can do is for every 30 clicks you can uh, you know that it probably needs uh, a, ma a makeover you can you know that how many clicks does it take before the paper towels are out <coughs> before you need to add uh, extra soap and by having that system really in place uh, collecting information you can ensure that the customer get a better service because they'll you'll never be out of t paper towels or or soap and you can avoid people having to check toilets which hasn't been used so more service with less effort okay we talked about transparency before um with that point is it important who's delivering the service yeah i think it is and i think that's a trend we see with major customers uh that that increasingly they are not only interested in the service level and uh, the price they pay, they're also interested in who is procuring the services and they are increasingly asking the services to be self-delivered. They keep in mind that if, if you're a bank, our employees, uh, the, 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 the cleaners, the caterers, the janitors, they are in their building. So it is, in, the, and, and the customers increasingly uh, realize that it's important to them that the employees are not from a lot of different companies, but that they're, they are from one company, that the services which are procured there are self-delivered. Yeah, there's an increasing education role here for our companies, because um, in order to provide the right people on the spot, we need to educate them to behave 
the good way our clients would like. So if you send people to clean or to cater a bank, you maybe behave differently than if you go on a plant uh, where 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 the uh, let's say the way talking to each other is different, and you have maybe not uh, other um, people coming to the side than in the bank. There are customers coming to the bank, so people need to behave differently, and it's a role for our companies to well to educate our people better to be able to show the transparency and to show the added value we can bring to the customer i think i think that's a very yes. uh, important point uh, because it's sometimes people think that our industry is all only about the service level and the price and they forget that uh, increasingly it's about matching value systems that the customers uh, if we use the example of a big bank, they want a service supplier which match their values. Mm-hmm. And if you if you you pick such a customer, you also obviously want the employees of that customer uh, service supplier to match the values. And they can that can only happen if they they are they work for that company if it's if it's outsourced and you have forty or hundred different uh, companies there you have hundred different value systems a uh, hundred different everything doesn't really work no. so that, I think that's a key trend the self delivery. Okay, guys. Now I want to talk about work styles. People don't work the same hours as they used to, and not in the same ways or at the same places as before. New behaviours and changing work styles affect how facilities must operate. In your opinion, what are the most important consequences from this development for an FSC company? I think there's an interesting uh, change of trends uh, happening at the moment. If you look back a few years, uh, many companies, frankly, tried to get their employees out of the offices because it was cheaper if the, they worked uh, from home. Uh, so, and uh, I'm, I'm not joking. I mean, so they they served uh, poorer coffee or whatever, so that employees would would uh, would work from from home uh, more often. I think that's changing, and I've seen, I believe I've seen examples that that companies have realized that while it might in the past have saved uh, the company something on the less office uh, costs, what they really lost was uh, work culture uh, and 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 the added benefits of people creating value, being more innovative when they're together. Uh, so more companies are are trying to get people back into the office and uh, try not to have them. I mean, still, of course, people work at home once in a while, but but it's seen more as as a benefit and something people do to because it makes sem- sense for their private life and whatever they need to do, not something they are pushed to uh, by, by, the, um, by the company. So from that perspective, I think um, it's in- interesting interesting for our industry because if companies really want more employees back into the offices then what can you I mean you can pay them more to to <laughs> uh, to show up or you can make it a more pleasant experience to be in the office and well that's an upside for our industry mm-hmm. because we are really there we are we are a very big part of making the work um, space uh, nice to be in. Uh, we're providing the catering services, the coffee, uh, ensuring that it's it's really it's nice and clean, uh, that it works well. So that I think I see these this change as an upside for our industry. Definitely. Well, I would also focus on the flexibility, which is. Uh 
requested by our companies always more and more. Because even though you're right, there are still people working in uh, from home, so not always the office is occupied by all people sitting there. So our people, our workers have to be more flexible in detecting more quickly what task they have to fulfill when they are going in this open space. So flexibility is still also a driver of our industry. and But it's also our strength because we, as I said before, people management is what we can. So we learned to be flexible in order to fulfill the needs of the customer. May it be people working from home, may it be also people working from other places. I mean, we know that now in big customers, uh, Two, two days a week you are sitting in this plant and three days a week you are sitting 50 kilometers away because you are maybe doing a slightly different job and this has to be done there. Yeah. So the cleaning and the catering and all these uh, associated services have to be flexibly used regarding the uh, request of the customer. So flexibility, in my view, is a, is a big strength we have and it's a big added value for our customers as well. Absolutely. Do you think that the FSC industry will always remain reactive to this development or is it possible to be one step ahead? And if so, how do you do that? Well, I, I mean, the best you can do is to try. And, and um, in ISS, we've, we've tried to uh, really uh, take our own medicines. Uh, and when we re uh, recently, it's, it's uh, less than half a year ago, uh, got the opportunity to um, move our global headquarter Uh, from central Copenhagen to um, uh, another spot uh, in in Copenhagen, we we thought that we should try to make um, our office really a, an example of uh, a workplace of the future, and uh, we've we've done so, and we have uh, so no old fashioned offices. Everyone has uh, open office, <laughs> even the, the the CEO. Uh, we have um, we don't even have fixed uh, desks, so it's like you mentioned, it's uh, actually activity-based seating so people sit where it makes sense for them that day together with the people they will work with that day there are uh, like quiet zones and more activity zones and project zones and uh, and then we've increased also um, so uh, so instead of having many different um, coffee stations we have increased the quality but have few coffee stations so you have almost like a little uh, Starbucks or a coffee center yeah, within so, so you people will will gather there and will exchange information and you'll kind of create a learning uh, environment uh, it's a it's of course a small scale uh, experiment we are only about 200 uh, people at our headquarter but it is a, an attempt to try not to only to be reactive as you mentioned but to be proactive, eat our own medicine. Okay, just to summarise, before I leave you two gentlemen, I want to ask you, what is your forecast of the industry in the near future? What will it be like in five years from now? And what do you see as the single most important success factor? People and added value and the image. I think these are the three aspects our companies should focus on. And I think in the next five to ten years, we will stay and we will remain successful because services like ours will be needed more and more. Um, as we said before, working life is getting more diversified. People are working from different places, but they all want a clean environment. They want something good to eat. They need our services. So as long as we stay flexible, we will be able to satisfy these needs. And therefore, I'm not afraid for the future of our industry, but we have to focus on people. We have to 
find the right people to work with us or for us or for the clients. And this will be one of the major challenges and to raise the image which helps us to find the good people. You could say there, there are three factors there that we've discussed. People, then another factor which is important, that's processes. And then the last one, technology. People we've we've discussed that that's a, it's really going to be the the companies which understand to f- the understand and invest in people which are going to win. Mm-hmm. Processes uh, mm-hmm. I think is um, important uh, as well, and the whole consider, um, consideration of the industry, the globalization <laughs> is going to drive more focus on on processes. So that that I think that's a key factor for the future. And then we also discussed um, uh, technology. I think uh, the the technology uh, and a, a much more integrated use of technology is um, is going to paint uh, the future as well. Well, thank you very much for your time. I know that you've both flown in today. Do you have any more plans for for your uh, for your time in Stockholm? Well, I will need uh, I will meet tonight my um, Swedish president and um, the representative of our, of our Swedish member association, and then I'm flying back tomorrow. Excellent. Yeah, well, it, I mean, Sweden is a very important country to uh, ISS. We have a very significant business here. Uh, so for that reason, I actually travel here uh, quite regularly. So it's uh, it's nice to be back in, in, in Stockholm. Uh, but uh, I thought this uh, this event was so important. So I, I flew in just for this. Thank so I I'll, have, know you I'll have some work Thank to you. do uh, back in Copenhagen uh, tomorrow. But I'll be back in Stockholm uh, uh, in just a few weeks for some uh, local business. Excellent. Well, thank you very much for sharing your views and ideas and participating in this discussion. Thank you. Thank you.